because I wasn't structured enough and there wasn't anybody else who was in charge of the structure <laughs> and that was something you really needed. Yeah. That was a major contributing factor to us not continuing yeah. to work on that project together, which was like, that was a huge, almost a defining characteristic of our relationship was like, we're, our we're music, the couple that yeah. does music together mm -hmm. and that, you know, and you play bass and I play guitar and we both sing and it's, yeah. it was like this big thing. And then it just, it went away because we didn't deal with that discrepancy. Yeah. Welcome to In the Boat with Ben and Rachel. I am Ben. And I'm Rachel. Thank you for tuning in. This is a show where we speak from our own experiences and talk about things that we are trying out on our creative journey in an effort to encourage and motivate other creators. So we are so glad you're taking the time to listen. Today's topic is one that kind of came up naturally as we were talking last week. Do you remember what we were talking about in last week's episode? I think it came up the week before that, but I know last week we were discussing like realistic versus idealistic dreams. Yeah. Like big dreams. and Yeah. So I can't remember what the context was, but we just, we started talking about it and it's like, oh yeah, that would make a great topic because you and I have very different approaches to how we do our schedules and manage our calendar and our daily tasks and stuff like that. So uh, I think it would be fun to start off the show taking turns and answering the question to what is our approach to managing our schedules and our time? So you want to go first? I mean, I'm very protective of my time. And I, I spend like every before the kids start school in the fall, every summer, I'll take a week off and kind of revamp my schedule. And it's I mean, it's planned like minute by minute. I'll leave little five minute, you know, in between transitions and stuff, I'll leave little five minute things. But I don't even in those transitions, like it'll be a quick walk downstairs or something. It's not like I'm getting on my phone and doing stuff. But I have like a whole schedule planned out for every day, even my workouts, my, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, so that's like the overarching schedule that I have. And then each day before I go to bed, I make a to-do list for the next day of all the things like here are my writing writing session. So I have two major writing sessions every day. One is two hours and the other one is three and a half. And so I'll plan exactly what I'm working on for all of those writing sessions the day before. And then, you know, I have my little breaks scheduled out where I'll do yoga or something that, that gets my creativity going. But I mean, it's it's planned out. I even schedule laundry. I have that as a to-do thing and I'll mark it off and... Um, so I'm very like, I'm very detail oriented. So I, you know, I mark down everything or else it probably won't get done. And then in addition to that, I have an overarching year thing where I'm planning, okay, for this quarter of the year, I'm going to work on this project and hopefully have that finished so that the next quarter I can work on this project. And so I'm kind of a, I guess it's like a type A personality where it's like every detail counts for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've, I've seen this thing. She even schedules bathroom breaks. No, so I I'm do just kidding. You're so dumb. No, but what's funny is my mom actually, she was cleaning out her rooms at her house and she found this, uh, she found this little sheet of paper that was from my freshman year of college. And it's got a to-do list that's like, check on the newspaper, 
One was like check on financial aid and, and all of this. Like, I mean, I've been doing it forever, you know, since I was a little kid. So, yeah. And, and let's, uh, briefly talk about this. I think it would be good to do an episode going into the more specific details about the different tools yeah, and, and stuff, but just, I, I think it, I think it's good and, and relevant to speak a little bit to how you do all of this. Well, I, I actually used to use a timer where like if I'm going into a writing session that's two hours long, I would just set the timer for two hours. But now I'm, I'm a little bit less or I'm a little bit more fluid, I guess. But I do have, I mean, I have my schedule that's over by my to-do list. And I know at 10 o'clock, that's when writing session number one begins and noon is when it ends. And then I take like an hour long lunch break where I can, you know, get some lunch, go for a walk, do some yoga and then or a nap if I wanted to and then writing session number two starts at one and it goes until 4 30 but in the beginning I used to use a timer and that was basically it I do have a journal where I I put all of my it's not technically a bullet journal but I do it like a bullet journal so you don't use any digital tools no I do not (laughs) I am old school I'm 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 kind of interested in what the breakout would be of type a versus what is, what what is the opposite really of type know. A versus type B? But you know, like the the people who are very structured in particular versus the people who are a little bit more fluid with their mm-hmm. schedule and how what what the preference there is between digital and analog tools. Yeah, that would be interesting to yeah research. So I guess it's my turn. <laughs> Here, this is going to take about five minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So what you describe, and this is I think this is what came up when we were talking about it. When, if I were to put that much structure on myself, I would feel like I was in a cage and I would start to feel really panicky and anxious. And ultimately I would end up just like breaking out of that and rebelling against, you know, whatever structure I had created for myself. I do like structure. I like putting things in the schedule. I like knowing ahead of time what's going to be happening, but I also like to have unstructured time. And so my my approach generally is if it's something that's kind of big and major, like it's a project due date or something like that, like I'll definitely put that into the calendar, but I won't put any of the tasks in the calendar leading up to getting that project done. I keep a lot of that just in my head. So I will, and this, I, I put it in, um, in most cases, I'll put it in a Google Calendar or in my phone, which is connected to Google Calendar. And if I do make tasks, I only do it because I know I've got some stuff like coming up. And I know that if I if I don't have a list to work down, I'm going to end up forgetting something. And so then I'll actually write down in my journal or on a spare piece of paper somewhere. Yeah, you're bad. Uh, all of the things that I that I you know want to try to get to, and I think I think that system has worked pretty well for me. It's it's kept me from feeling like I've got too much structure, like I'm in a cage. But it also keeps me mindful of the stuff that I've got coming up, and I've got this fallback of list making for those times when I feel a little bit overwhelmed or, you know, a little bit anxious that I'm not going to get everything done on time. And that is a kind of anxiety. You know, it is the product of the way that I do it leads to moments and and often leads to these moments where I'm like, oh, 
I, I know I've got a lot of stuff to do, but like, I can't think of it all. I need to sit down and write everything down. But I prefer that anxiety over the anxiety of having everything scheduled out and feeling like I can't deviate from that. That just, oh, I don't know what it is. It's so interesting because, I mean, we've been married for what, almost 19 years? And like, how does that work? Because you were like opposites, you know? Yeah. I, I tend to feel very anxious when I don't know what's happening. And what comes to mind is one time when I had planned to like have an evening at home reading and you came home with surprise concert tickets one time and I just burst out crying. Remember that? Yeah. Because I was like, that it's not that I didn't want to go to this concert or see these people, but in my mind, I had already like prepared to just be in my pajamas and be at be in my bed reading, you know? And it was like, I don't know, I, I maybe this is just a difference in, in personality, but I felt so awful. I still feel awful about it because you had to like, I told you to go by yourself, but you ended up like giving them the concert tickets to friends or something. Yeah. But, but I tend to feel really anxious when we don't know what's happening, which is why like when we're planning family days and stuff like that, I'm always like, okay, what time are we leaving? And what time are we, how long are we going to stay out and all of that? Because I want, I, it's not that I don't want to deviate from the plan. It's just that I want to have some kind of a plan that we can then deviate from if we want to, you know, like if we're having more fun and we want to stay for an extra hour, I'm totally fine with that. But it's just having a plan in the back of your mind that it, it soothes my anxiety. So it's like, what makes us anxious are two completely different things, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. So I remember, I remember that concert thing. <laughs> and so it was kind of, it was kind of a, a double hit. Like you, you felt something was sprung on you and that was uncomfortable. And yeah. it was like thinking back, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> springing like, oh, a oh, person. She loves surprises the yeah, day of. <laughs> we're going to do something completely different from what you were expecting. And we're going to be surrounded by people you don't know, listening to loud music. Yeah. So great. I was checking all of the boxes, yeah. like the introversion, the sensory stuff, like everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then, and then on sweet, top though. of that. It was sweet. It was a band we On top of that, you, you felt bad. You know, you, you right. felt bad for not wanting to. So it was just like this negative emotional feedback loop. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, it's it's fine, but Don't feel bad. I just always I think about it every now and then where I'm like, am I too structured? Like I don't have enough fun, but I feel like I do have fun. It's, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I don't so the the title the title of this episode and and kind of the way that I set this up was a little bit of a it's a little bit of a bait and switch sort of thing. Oh, good. You know. Can you have too much? The question is, can you have too much structure in your schedule? And I think in the thumbnail, I said, schedule everything. But, but I think what we're getting at and pretty, pretty quickly, like we can, we can continue talking about this, but there's not a one size fits all. Yeah. I think we have to find what works for us. And, and honestly, like I've had to experiment with what works for me. I was, I used to be a lot more like even within the writing sessions, I'd be like, okay, for 30 minutes, I'm going to work on this project. And for an hour, I'm going to work on this one. And that's why, you know, I would use the timers all the time. But now I'm kind of more like, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm going to work on this project, but I don't have a particular word count that I'm shooting for. It's more of a like, okay, if I feel like I've finished, quote unquote, finished for the day on that project, then I could move on to something if I wanted to. Or I could keep working on that one until the writing session is finished, you know? So I feel like I've, you know, loosened up a little bit, but... Yeah, I, I want to I want to get into that 
because one of the questions I want to answer is how does how does this work where you and I have very different scheduling styles? We we do get to go off in our own corners and work on our own creative stuff and there's not really much overlap that we have to worry about. But then there are also things that we work on together. We run a household together, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's a really interesting question to unpack. But before we get there, I do want to address the thing that you said just a few moments ago, because you said that you've wondered sometimes, am I too structured? And I've definitely, you know, I've, I've had the question for myself, am I too unstructured? Lackadaisical? Yeah, yeah. Like, because especially when I think about the things like my aspirations and my goals, I tend to think about my lack of structure, my inability to put myself in, and feel comfortable in a more structured kind of schedule as a hindrance to achieving those things. Hmm. But then I, you know, I can't, it's one of those things where I can't imagine what it would feel like to have that kind of structure. Maybe it would be so, maybe it would, maybe it would get me so frozen that I wouldn't accomplish anything. I wonder if the way that I do it is the way that I need to do it in order to get anything done. At least I am making some progress by using a structure that that works for me, that that doesn't put me in that state of feeling like I'm caged up, that gives me room to kind of think and explore and be creative. And not that structure does not also facilitate creativity, but for me and the way that I'm wired, I think that the way that I'm doing it is kind of what I have found in my experimentation. It's what I've found that works for me, that actually allows me to get things done. Well, and that's the key is the experimentation. And I've seen you, you've tried to do the schedule thing and the list thing and all of that. And when, you know, if if you were just discrediting it or saying like, oh, I'm not going to do a schedule just because I don't want to be beholden to a schedule without trying it, I'd be like, no, you need to try it, you know, and then decide for yourself, does it work for me? Or am I better off in a more, you know, abstract kind of creative state, you know, because for me, the schedule is what helps me be creative, you know, because I know that at this time every day, that's when I need to, you know, and that's why I take walks before and after so that I can think and then I can sit down and write and and all of those things. So that's the important piece of it is the experimentation. Yeah. And I still like the idea of growing into and building some of those skills and, and, and being able to tolerate a little bit more structure because, because I see how beneficial it is. But I've also, I think I've gotten to a place where I stopped i've stopped beating myself up and wondering oh am i am i just like shooting myself in the foot and and started to accept yeah this is this is the way i do things this is the way i get things done and and so it's kind of this turn i think from feeling like what i'm experiencing when it comes to my schedule and and my structure and stuff like that is deficiency and starting to see it as this is just my style. Mm-hmm. This is the way this is the way I do it and that's okay. Yeah. So You know it's really funny to me though is when we went on vacation to Disney World last summer, you are like a scheduling fanatic, which is just weird because I remember being like, I don't want to do this and you just took it all over. You were like scheduling dinners and <laughs> it's just so weird to me. 
<laughs> yeah. What is? We were like opposite on vacation mode. Yeah. Isn't that That's, strange? That is so strange. Okay. So, and, and to get into the details of it, you did have to make reservations for things. And there are a lot of things that like I wanted to do. And so like rides, we wanted to experiences, shows, stuff like that. All of these things kind of happen on a schedule. The reservation thing, like you had to choose a time. And so I think because of how structured the situation was that we were going into, in order to get everything out of that, I thought, well, I just need to, I just need to adopt that. And, and I don't know, it was like in my mind, I was like, we, we need to schedule it in order to have maximum fun. Yeah. Which is really, so you're like a sometimes scheduler, situational scheduler. That's what we'll call you. What was interesting though, was I think some of the funnest moments happened just out of the blue. Like we, there was one day where we kind of left it open and we ended up hopping between three different parks Uh and hitting these rides that we had already gotten to to go on. And, and it was, so that was kind of like, we were running through the parks trying to get to stuff on time before they, before they closed down. So yeah, I I don't know. It is interesting. I wonder if, I wonder if it was sort of a vacation from the way that I normally do things. Well, that's what I was thinking as well for me. Like maybe I was tired of scheduling. (laughs) So it was really easy to just put it off into your hands. Yeah. It's very interesting. So you, you originally had that question of like, am I too structured? Am I not spontaneous enough? I want to, I want to hear a little bit about how you think about your approach in terms of, you know, is it, is it something that you've accepted and celebrate about yourself? Or do you still kind of beat yourself up a little bit sometimes? I don't think I ever really beat myself up about it, except when we had the kids home, like during the summer times, for example, I have in the years since we've had kids kind of pulled back in the summer times because I would find myself wanting to use a particular writing time to get something done. But when the kids would interrupt, I would get really not like angry or anything, but just really annoyed. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like it was it wasn't like affecting my relationship with them, but it was affecting the way that I saw summertime and the way that I enjoyed summertime and that kind of thing. So I think where it where it maybe causes annoyance or even anger sometimes when it's interrupted, that's where it can become like if if it's so scheduled that it can't be at all flexible. And I still have trouble being flexible, especially when it's like, you know, you come to me and you're like, hey, I need to do this one thing and it's going to cut into an hour and a half of your time. And I'm like, uh, because usually to be fair, usually you come like the day before mm-hmm. and are like, by the way, <laughs> And so I haven't had any time to prepare for that, you know? Yeah. But I feel like when I have enough lead time to make adjustments in, you know, what I plan to accomplish for the week or anything, I I have approached it with a lot more flexibility than I used to. But I think when it becomes something that causes tension or, you know, annoyance or anger, that's where we need to reevaluate and maybe add a little more flexibility into things. So, and, and too... I guess the place where I would have in the past sort of beat myself up about things was when I was really getting down to the the nuts and bolts where I would, you know, plan for a writing session, accomplish a thousand words on this one project, and then I'd only get, you know, 
I'd get a thousand, but they wouldn't be good words. Mm -hmm. And so if I was counting the good words, it'd be maybe 750 or something. And so I'd make myself feel bad, like, wow, you're never going to finish this project if you don't keep, you know. So I've, I've strayed away from even getting really nitpicky about how many words. Even like I used to, uh, I used to plan how long it would take me to finish a book. And mm -hmm. now I'm like, I have no idea how long it'll take to finish this. It's just finished when I think it's finished, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that's where the, the beating up would come from sometimes is when I was like, I need to finish this by the end of March and end of March, it was halfway done, you know? And that's where the annoyance and all of that with the family came into. I think where, where that was happening for me on my side of the spectrum was when I would find myself doing stuff last minute because I hadn't planned out enough, you know, time to get stuff done beforehand. And so what, what ends up happening, and this still happens to me fairly often, <laughs> um, what ends up happening is because I didn't get everything done in the time that I should have done it and in, in the time that I really had set aside for it, I end up trying to squeeze it into these other pockets of time where, the, where they don't belong. Mm, yeah. And that makes me feel anxious, but then I'm grouchy. <laughs> and those are especially like times when I should be present with the kids and I'm having to do this thing. And so I'm kind of snippy with them if, if they interrupt me as I'm trying to like scramble to get things done. Mm -hmm. So recognizing, I think recognizing when your approach to scheduling is creating problems for you mm -hmm. and not beating yourself up about it, but, but really like recognizing that and saying, yeah, that's, that's not functioning in a way that serves me or anybody else. Those are, those are opportunities for growth and change. And so I'd, I'd like to think that over the years, especially being in a relationship with someone who is much more type A, I've taken advantage of those opportunities and grown a little bit. And you can probably speak to that. I, I can definitely speak to the fact that you are a much more relaxed <laughs> and laid back person now than you were 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you are too. I mean, a, a more structured. And, and I think for family life, we've kind of had to compromise in certain ways too. You mm -hmm. know, like we both recognize that it's really good to have structure and schedule for our family and to, you know, yeah. to ensure that everybody gets a good night's sleep. And, and I'm, you know, I'm a huge stickler for all of those things. But, uh, but then, you know, there are days that we're just like, eh, you'll eat lunch whenever we feel like fixing it. You know, it's not, it's not like you've got to eat lunch at 1130. And yeah. And, and the boys do, they really appreciate those moments when there's some spontaneity and we get to go do something fun that we weren't originally planning yeah. to do or if they have an idea to do something fun that we get to say yes to. Yeah. And so the flexibility ends up becoming a benefit in, in those moments, but then we've got the structure to fall back on. So this is starting to get into a little bit of, you know, how we manage that together. And I, I we, we were talking a little bit about the family side of things, but we also work on creative projects together. I do a lot of kind of the behind the scenes work for, your books. And then we've also worked on albums, to, you know, music albums together in the past and, and that kind of thing. So I want to talk a little bit about how that works, you know, with you being such a structured person and me born, be, being more laid back and how we're able to actually create together with those differences. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> I think you know, like back when we did the music together, it how long did we do that together? Like 10 years? At least, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was even before we were married. So it was, it was at least 10 years of married life. But it, it started wearing on me just because you were in charge of collecting details about when we needed to be where. Who made that decision? And I know. And all of these things. And, and so, you know, we'd get ready to go out of town for, I think our longest was like, four weeks or something. And we didn't know any details. It was just like, well, we're just going to get there when we get there and then we'll play and then we'll, you know, and it would make me feel so anxious. And we had young kids at the time too. And so it was like, well, who's going to watch our children? I, we can't just leave that to last minute. And like none of these details were, were getting taken care of. Yeah. So my... it was quickly. And, and I will say this. So our third album, was it the third one? Yeah. The, uh, when we the, went, it was our last one. That yeah, we, our last we one. Went. So our third son was two weeks old when we flew up to Arizona to record this album. And so like I was, you know, I was feeding during the middle of the nights and all of this stuff. And I would ask the guys because I played bass for that al album and I would ask the guys, OK, what time do I need to be at this this recording studio? Because you know, my, my baby needs to eat. And <laughs> there are all these things that are, there were two other little toddlers and, uh, and they would, there were never any time and never any schedule for that. Yeah. So Ben would show up at home and I'd be like napping with the, the newborn and he'd be like, okay, you gotta go, you gotta go uh, practice your bass part. And I'm like, I don't even know which song we're working on today. Yeah. <laughs> And it was all just like overwhelming to me. And I think that's, that might be the one that broke us. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that's really, that's really interesting. And I think, I think it's something that I've been aware of for a while that are incompatible because I wasn't structured enough and there wasn't anybody else who was in charge of the structure. <laughs> and that was something you really needed. Yeah. That was a major contributing factor to us not continuing yeah. to work on that project together, which was like, that was a huge, almost a defining characteristic of our relationship was like, we're, our we're music, the couple that yeah. does music together mm -hmm. and that, you know, and you play bass and I play guitar and we both sing and it's, yeah. it was like this big thing. And then it just, it went away because we didn't deal with that discrepancy. Yeah. And when I say we, I mean, you know, I don't know if you had the language to articulate and kind of kick off the kick off us actually yeah. addressing it and working on it. I was drowning other, in diapers at the time. Right. Other <laughs> other than just ones. expressing the frustration and the annoyance that you were experiencing at the time. And I just like think back, I I feel like I You were was, so happy. That that was like your element. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was but hey, I was this person so, called us for tonight to do a show and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was so unaware uh so i i do like i regret not having had a more awareness and yeah. and you know like working through those things and trying to make it an actual workable thing but at the same time like i'm really grateful that we had that time yeah. and all of the things that we got to do together and fortunately that didn't keep us from continuing to work on things like you still asked me you were like so do you want to help me with my books now you know yeah. so yeah um so what has, what is that? So this is kind of like Ben and Rachel creating together version two. Yeah. 
what is what is that definitely like? it's gotten better and you sometimes will even ask me for a list so we we try to do like one saturday a month is a work saturday and our kids know this so we'll work on stuff that we don't normally work on throughout the week and a lot of times you'll even ask me for a list what are the things that you need done and of course i always have a list ready yeah <laughs> so so I think that's been helpful, but also just the, I mean, I'm, I'm a very structured person. And so I'm always like, okay, 1230 comes around. That's my turn to go, you know, get stuff done. And, and I don't know, I feel like it's just more of a, an, an easier partnership, I guess. It could be because we're not going anywhere either. It's like here at home, you know. <laughs> the dynamics, yeah, the dynamics are different. It's... And we're not, we're not depending on other people. Right. Too, because that was always like a big, you know, a big what if mm-hmm. is, we were just depending on other people for certain things. So, so in, in the beginning, and I can, I can speak a little bit to my own experience. You had, you were very particular about Mm -hmm. certain things. And I remember feeling kind of caged up and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is my new boss. What? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I think, I think we ended up, you know, talking about it a little bit and, and I was able to explain like, when I, when I have more creative freedom, some direction is helpful, but if you, you know, if you try to dictate to me exactly how you want something designed or stuff like that, I start to feel really, it starts to feel really tedious. Yeah. I need, I need that room to explore and create. And, and I think you picked up on that pretty quick. And so now. Uh, I don't really give you any direction. <laughs> yeah. Like, now this I have is to, what the book's about. Here's... I have to actually get get that out of you which is kind of nice you know because it's i just by default i've got all this creative freedom we do have deadlines that we try to work with that we try to work within but the nature of book releases and stuff like that sometimes things end up yeah they get put off and yeah yeah so and it's definitely not we're not as busy with this creative work as we were with the yeah. band. I mean, it was, it was every it was like weekend, every, weekend, every during every week the week in the we summer. Were, yeah. We were rehearsing together and, and going on. Yeah. You know, so. Oh my gosh. Rehearsals. I hated rehearsals too, because of the flowy nature of them. I was just like, we need to get to work. <laughs> yeah. So rehearsals, my, like my approach to rehearsals when, when we weren't preparing for a specific show where we had like a specific set list and we're trying to work through transitions and stuff is well, let's you know noodle try, around and try some things out and see what happens oh my god oh i love i love that stuff i know um it was great it just wasn't for me yeah and I'd that's usually okay. like i mean i'd play around a little but i'd also in the back of my mind i'd feel annoyed because i was like we need to be accomplishing something here if i if i showed up to a rehearsal and i said Here's a new song I've been thinking about. I charted out all the notes. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, this is great. Uh Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, that never happened. No, nope. But we're, you know, we're getting stuff done nowadays. Yeah. Things are happening. And I'm I'm still writing music and might have you guest vocal. Yeah. (laughs) Play some bass. Yeah. It's been a long time since I played. Bass guitar hanging up. Yeah, it's a custom too. It's very... Very beautiful looking and sounding instrument. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have any more thoughts on this? I don't think so. Well, this was this was a fun conversation. And as always, I feel like I feel like I always walk away from these conversations learning something, having learned something new about myself and about you yeah. and our relationship. It's interesting. <laughs> so all right. 
Well, if you are enjoying the show and you want to help us out, you should go to intheboatpodcast.com. You can sign up for our newsletter so we can let you know about events and future shows and things like that. Rachel, if people want to find you online, where can they go? racheltolson.com. And I'm at bentolson.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Just real quick in the last few minutes here, I want to talk about maybe the connection between therapy and working through some of these personality traits that lead to being a more structured versus unstructured person. I don't have any like specific anecdotes about my recent experience with therapy, but the work of being introspective and learning to love and accept things about myself, which is, and, and, you know, having a compassionate but also realistic perspective on my past and my experiences has been a huge help for me in coming to accept who I am creatively and how I manage my structure and my mm-hmm. schedule and stuff like that. And at the same time, you know, feeling empowered and encouraged when it comes to trying new things and, and trying to grow toward being a little bit more structured in the areas where I know it, it would serve me. And I think for some people, you know, y- you you might be able to read enough books or hear from enough therapists that you could start to do some of that work for yourself. But gosh, it's so much easier if you have a qualified therapist to talk to you and help you work through those things. And that's something that like, I wish I had started ages mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. It took me a long time to get to a place where I could start to see myself from from that perspective, you know. And I think it could have happened a lot sooner had I gotten into therapy. Yeah. But I don't know what do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I I mean, I'm a very introspective person, so I've done a lot of that work on my own, but it's still really helpful when I have my my monthly session with a therapist and she's mm-hmm. like, "Why do you think you feel that way?" and I'm like, why have I never asked myself that, you know? So, you know, having the, that outside perspective and even somebody who can do that for you, like you and I sometimes maybe more in like (laughs) disagreements, we're like diagnosing things, but sometimes it's like spot on and we're like, no, it's not. Yeah. But yeah. Those, those are, it's annoying though, when somebody has you pegged (laughs) and you don't, and you don't want to admit it. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard when you've been married as long as we have. Yeah. So that was, that was my, that's kind of my therapy soapbox. Yeah. I'm a big fan. All right. All right. Well, y'all take care and we'll see you next time.